today, the DOJ retaliates against the missing witness in the Biden crime family. Being fit and healthy is now related to being a Nazi, and Jonah Hill's ex keeps making him look more relatable. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and in the midst of House Republicans' months-long investigation into the Biden crime family's business dealings, the Department of Justice has unsealed an indictment against Israeli-American energy expert Gal Luft, the alleged missing witness of the investigation. Luft, who was originally arrested in February but fled extradition from Cyprus while out on bail, was charged with arms trafficking, Iranian sanctions violations, and making false statements to federal agents, all being in relation to his failure to register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, they say. Now, just last week, he released an extensive video statement detailing his side of the story, past interactions with the U.S. government and origins of his proclaimed evidence against the Bidens. And in that video, claimed that he gave the FBI and the DOJ evidence of Biden family corruption over four years ago in March of 2019, before Biden had even announced his candidacy. He also stated the agencies had no further contact with him or follow ups until they arrested him in Cyprus. Now, as a refresher, this was after Luft had been an advisor for CEFC. Does that sound familiar? Well, it should. It's former Chinese oil manufacturer. He was their advisor for around four years, during which time Hunter Biden had a, I'd say, quite a lucrative association with the company. Here is just a small portion of what Luft had to say last week. Watch. Good day. My name is Dr. Gal Luft. For the past 20 years, I have been the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security a Washington-based think tank focused on energy security. For the past 15 years, I've been a resident of Israel. And for four years, I was senior advisor to the China energy company CFC, at the same time of its dealings with the Biden family. Under normal circumstances, I would be testifying before Congress about my experience with CFC. Sadly, due to circumstances I shall describe here in this video, uh, I am forced to tell you this story via video. My ordeal goes back to uh, a fatal decision I made in March of 2019 to share with the US government my knowledge about the Biden family's relations with CFC. As I said, it was in March of 2019 in a two-day session at the U.S. Embassy in Brussels. I insisted that the meeting take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this time with China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. 
The DOJ released a statement upon unsealing the indictment, saying Gal Luft, a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen and co-head of a Maryland think tank, engaged in multiple serious criminal schemes. He subverted foreign agent registration laws in the United States to seek to promote Chinese policies by acting through a former high-ranking U.S. government official. He acted as a broker in deals for dangerous weapons and Iranian oil. Boy, did you see that guy? He looks like a big, uh, dangerous weapons broker to me. And he told multiple lies about his crimes to law enforcement. As the charges unsealed today reflect, our office will continue to work vigorously with our law enforcement partners to detect and hold accountable those who surreptitiously attempt to perpetrate malign foreign influence campaigns here in the United States. Huh. If convicted, Galluft will face up to 100 years in prison for all counts. But Hunter, no jail time yet anyway. Here to discuss this and more, we have Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Also, Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, host of Heck Off Kami, who does have semi-new content out. Yes. So, he, Yaku puts out regular content. John, I've always admired that about Yaku. I mean, he'll just put anything out. It really, it's a nice, it's a nice <laughs> thing. It's consistent. It's good. Just like this show. Anything? Just anything. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well... I'm going to give you the rest of the show to rethink that. <laughs> it's, well, we're off to a tense start here at the News and Why It Matters. Um, but uh, so Galluft looks like a dangerous guy, right? When you look at him, like with the glasses and, uh, you know, average with like the polo that got that button up is a dead giveaway that we are dealing Inspector with a dangerous. Gadget. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that we are dealing with a very dangerous force here. Um, and, you know, Hunter... Nothing. We don't. He he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't. Yeah, Hunter fail to register. looks like he can belong to the Pablo Escobar family. He does. He may be related. I'm not sure. Maybe. But this guy, the DOJ, is going to throw the book at. But I'm sure that it has nothing to do with the fact that he just came out with his video, a 14-minute video in which he details all of the allegations and all of this, the the evidence that he brought directly to these same people, and they didn't say a word about it. No follow-ups, no nothings, until they chose to arrest the guy. You know, it's kind of, before the show, John was talking about Kent Paxton, and it's kind of a very similar scenario. Mm-hmm. No new information. You, had, you want to tell me you had information on Loft that would right. put him in prison for 100 years, and we've never known his name, and you didn't move on it. Until he comes and he, he's a whistleblower and exposes the truth, and, uh-oh, let's cook up something on this guy. Let's falsely accuse him because it works in this country. Let's make up a narrative and perpetuate it. And now they're going to go after a guy, and we'll see how the Israeli government's going to respond here because he is a dual citizen. Yeah. So we'll see what Bibi is going to do, Netanyahu. Are they, in fact, going to? Because he is, for the most part, a treasure to both nations. This is a energy expert, right? It's coming out saying, hey, maybe the president's son or the four, future president's son, potential future president's son, shouldn't be dealing with an energy company in China. Maybe mm. that's not good for your country. I don't know. I just want to give you a heads up. He has the fortitude to come out. That's not typical how criminals work. Yeah. I'm going to come to the embassy. Right. I'm going to expose myself. Right. I'm going to name names. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you my face. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But I'm the bad guy. No, not so much. Yeah, he, f- he fled, right? He's in hiding, I guess, but he still chooses to make this video. To Yaku's point, doesn't really seem like something a, a hard criminal would do. 
Yeah, you would think, and this is the problem with our system. I mean, it incentivizes like the worst people to try to climb the ladder and obtain power. And so there's such like a, a market for blackmail within our own system and just corruption that it doesn't even try to target that because it understands it's just a function of it. But it does enable the people at the top to, if someone steps out of line, then say, look at what he was doing. Now he has to go to prison because he refused to play ball and you know cause mm -hmm. problems for the incumbent regime. Uh, and that's definitely not something that is sustainable. Especially because, too, people will then see this. They'll read the headline and be like, oh, guy was corrupt and now he could face 100 years in jail. Like, wow, our system does work and we do wage war on corruption. It's like, right. you got to read into the story. It's not waging war on corruption. It's waging war on people who are acting uh, as dissident to the system and then using the corruption thing, which everybody has in some degree as an excuse for that. You, you covered it earlier. And another part of that video, Loft says, please. Yes. Please. Expose my indictment right. to the American people and let them see right. what you have. And well, and he also said, why don't you also uh, provide the minutes of from the, the meeting, meeting in, in from Brussels? From the meeting, and I'd say they mm -hmm. need to be part and parcel. Yes, yeah, he, you, they, they unsealed the indictment. Okay, that's step one, where's step two? Give us the minutes, yep. the recordings of him in the embassy uh -huh. saying, I'm warning you guys, uh -huh. this is not good right. for the American people, right? But no, they'll release some cooked up Mm -hmm. opinion and you'll and you probably won't hear you'll hear as little about that those minutes as you will hear about whose cocaine it was in the white house yes yeah I, we're still waiting on that um so it just seems to me that you go against the regime you somehow get bogus charges placed on you similarly to of course uh, john's favorite person in the whole world uh former president donald trump who did you like that I mean, it's accurate. I like when I know, you, I like when you cover saying. the news properly. And yeah, that's an accurate <laughs> John's statement. favorite person, uh, President Donald Trump, who uh, he and his legal team are calling to delay his upcoming trial for this, you know, supposedly illegal documents, uh, illegal possession of classified documents, I should say, at Mar-a-Lago until after the 2024 election, uh, obviously claiming that due to his candidacy, it would be impossible to solidify an impartial jury, uh, which I tend to agree with, but I also tend to agree that this should never be happening in the first place. Yes. Um, his attorney stated stated in a court filing that proceeding to trial during the pendency of a presidential election cycle, wherein opposing candidates are effectively, if not literally, directly adverse to one another in this action, will create extraordinary challenges in the jury selection process and limit the defendant's ability to secure a fair and impartial adjudication. Um, this comes, you know, as special counsel Jack Smith is trying to, I think that I I find this fascinating. He's pushing for a December 2023 trial saying, well, no, it's strongly within the public interest to, to start this as soon as possible. As soon as possible is December 2023. Yeah. Come on. No. Come on. No, it's, I don't buy it's that. strategically placed in December so that the pinnacle of the trial hits smack dab in the middle of a campaign season. Mm -hmm. It's to cause terminal damage. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's planned. Yeah. Why not tomorrow? Because it may go quick and swift and it may fizzle. Remember Hillary? They threw Hail Mary after Hail Mary and then it fizzled real quick and it didn't work. And they thought, man, we thought that would stick. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah. Now let's throw something else. Yeah. I also want to know why, um, you know, they had the leak uh, within... I assume the DOJ, someone within the special counsel or the DOJ, leaked all of that information. They leaked the audio recording. Um, 
I don't know why there wasn't anything, a motion filed by Trump's legal team at that point mm-hmm. to just completely throw everything out. Just missed the whole case. Yeah. yeah. Tampering with, with, with evidence, you know, uh, evidence inadmissible in court. I mean, I lot. remember covering it on the day and we were like, okay, maybe they're just getting all their ducks in a row before they file that. But I'm, I'm honestly shocked that we have not seen that filed yet. Yeah, it, it could be that. There also may be some very risky strategy that they're pursuing where you get kind of like the best of both worlds. Like on the one hand, you're keeping it going so you can further aggrandize and radicalize your own base. Like look at how they're persecuting me. But also trying to balance it so that it, it's delayed beyond the point of the election so that people who pay less attention to the news cycle to where they would know that this is like a farce are not off put by hearing all the time, oh, Trump on trial, Trump on trial. Because unfortunately that does diminish the capacity for him to get elected because the average person just puts too much faith in our system Mm -hmm. and so they think that it's Mm -hmm. legitimate Mm -hmm. instead of like it targeting anybody who goes against it because power by nature is going to attack anything that challenges it well going back to the first story to your point it's like oh my gosh this guy he's a u.s israeli dual citizen and he's a like he's a weapons dealer that's horrible he should definitely go to prison because they said so right right it's like the Simpsons episode, because they said it. That's, yeah. that's law. This is what it is now. But you make a great point. Isn't it ironic that in the freest, supposedly, <laughs> used to be, freest nation on earth, those people are also the people that abdicate their responsibility to government the most? When you're free, you should take that freedom and say, I'm going to take responsibility now to steward this freedom mm-hmm. in my local community. I'm not going to trust the government with anything ever because we were set up for the government to serve the people. But we haven't done that for maybe 200 years, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a slow fade. And still today, with everything we've been through, COVID, the coercion of shutting the world down, Hey, it's a peaceful protest. Black Lives Matter. Buildings on fire. Hey, they're only stealing $930 at Walgreens. They should be allowed. A boy doesn't have a penis. Whatever, right? We still trust the government, John. People still go, no, but the government. They have our best in. Guys, they're going to do this. They're going to do the right thing. I say this to your earlier statement. I don't think Donald Trump, the man, Mm -hmm. for the rest of his life gets a fair trial in the court of law no, ever, ever in America. No. Those days are gone. No, no. You know, it's fast. I know we got to take a break here, but it's fascinating you, you mentioned the word uh, freedom and what that means to the left. I was just having a conversation with a, a leftist and I made the comment about, you know, like we are supposed to have freedoms in this country. And he said, well, you do, but the government like sometimes can choose when to take that away. And I'm like, that's not freedom. That's the whole, that, that's the whole point. No, but, no, but if that's you have the freedom, think. you have the freedom always. They can't just take it from you, pull it out from under you whenever they feel like it. Because they're like, oh, no, there's a really dangerous virus that's a little bit worse than the flu. We, you, you can't go to work. Like, no, that's not freedom. That, that's the whole point. You don't understand how, like, they don't understand how freedom works at all. Yeah, n- not, at, not at all. And this is why I say sometimes, and, and, and John is an exception, and I'm going to pay you a compliment, brother, because I mean it. He is an exception to the rule to his generation. But Gen Z particularly, they don't know the America we're talking about. No, they don't. They don't. They, 
They don't. Some of them weren't even alive in 9-11. They don't know, know the America where you're the good Samaritan, where you lay your life down for your brother, where it is, hey, party politics, okay, but we're American. Mm-hmm. We're standing together. It's us to show a light to the world. They don't know that America. Yeah. They talk about an America where it's arbitrary. The government will decide, Sarah, mm-hmm. whether today you're free mm-hmm. and tomorrow mm-hmm. under the same scenario because the wind blew in a different direction. Right. You're not. Right, right. Uh, Gen Z... John, I'll let you respond quickly. He's absolutely correct. I, uh, I have a friend who works in D.C. who's an older millennial, and he told me this one time, and I think it's absolutely true. He said the only way that we can possibly have a future is if the older millennials who still remember how good this country used to be can take the Gen Zers who aren't too far gone and kind of like Sherpa them towards mm-hmm. something positive. Because I, I, I think I had a taste of the old America. I was born in 1999, but I, I've said this before. I don't feel like I can relate to post 9-11 Zoomers at all. I, they really just have no idea of like what living in a high trust, relatively moral society is like. Right. Uh, I saw it on the way out the door, but they were, you know, just plopped into what we have now. And it's just like. Yep. Yeah. It is really sad to watch. Um, Okay, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John, who, by the way, just sent me, um, I got a lovely, I'm so excited. I have been waiting for these. Um, I ordered some more Tommy John because I'm literally obsessed with everything that they have because they've got everything that they have. They've got men's stuff. They've got women's stuff, obviously. Um, They've got underwear. They've got bras for women. They've got uh, the, show that real quick, the white white t-shirt. The white tee for the men. They've got the loungewear for the women that you can see right there. And it is literally the most comfortable material you will ever put on your body. It's breathable. It's lightweight, especially in the summer. If you're here in Texas, you need Tommy John. It's lightweight. It's, it's got moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. And um, it keeps you seven degrees cooler than cotton. If you live in Texas... It, Honestly, if you live anywhere these days uh, in this country, you need Tommy John during the summer. They've got over 20 million pairs sold, thousands of five-star reviews, including mine. Because anytime I go home and I'm like, I hear like my kids are arguing or something and I'm like, pause that. I need to go to my closet and I need to change into my Tommy John loungewear. And once I change into this, I will be prepared to deal with whatever you have to throw at me. So I'm telling you guys, uh, it is real. It is the most comfortable thing. Okay. Uh, You can shop Tommy John's summer collection. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Y. You can save 20% right now at TommyJohn.com slash Y. See site for details. So MSNBC uh, recently retweeted an article that they originally wrote. This is Cynthia Miller Idris, who wrote this March 22nd of 2022. It says, pandemic fitness trends have gone extreme, literally, with the byline white supremacist latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. Because I guess we're all supposed to just go along with the left's desire to be, you know, ugly and unhealthy and uh, like love being fat, celebrate obesity and uh, hate natural beauty. Apparently, here is the actual tweet here. Uh, that they have, this is crazy, they have actually tweeted out every month for the past year, they've retweeted this into the sphere. Just to make sure, if you didn't see it the last time, you can see it this time. And uh, within this article, Cynthia 
claims that, that the far right has taken advantage of pandemic at-home fitness trends to expand its decade-plus radicalization of physical mar- mixed martial arts, MMA, and combat sports spaces. And then, of course, it made reference to Adolf Hitler, uh, who she claims was fixated on boxing and jujitsu, believing they could help him create an army of millions whose aggressive spirit and impeccably trained bodies, combined with a fanatical love of the fatherland, would do more for the German nation than any mediocre tactical weapons training. Really? Really? Well, uh, Joe Rogan, who of course is very fixated on boxing and jujitsu and MMA and UFC and all of those things, uh, tweeted out, being healthy is, quote, far right, holy F, which uh, that's all I'll say because I don't want to use the swear jar. Um, This is incredible. So now you guys are both, I'm sitting next to two physically fit men here. Did you know that you were literally Hitler? Yes. Because it's one of these examples where the left will say something that is so... Why are you laughing? You asked me a question. You were so quick. That's quick trigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yes, that, let me that tell you why. Billy the Kid first. Um, <laughs> that was... The left will do these things where they'll say something that sounds outlandish to the average conservative. Mm-hmm. And then we share, we're like, can you believe they're saying that this is right wing? Can you believe they're saying that this is, it actually is. It's kind of like this thing where both extremes agree that this is right wing or left wing. And it's the people more in the middle that are like, this is crazy, but it's true. I mean, as you become physically fit, whether it's because you know that your body serves a function or because you like the aesthetic component, whatever, it's like you embrace something that is natural and good and, and healthy. And that's like the antithesis of leftism, which says that you exist as this sort of like entity independently of your body, independently of God. And so that's why, you know, when they want to be free, it just means that they're going to like become gluttonous or become Mm -hmm. like deviant. Uh, Whereas right wing people tend to be much more disciplined, which is why they've done studies where you can take men who vote, you know, left on whatever issue. And as they get injected with literal testosterone or become more physically fit, they stop thinking that way. Because if you are like a left wing person, which is why typically women tend to be more left-wing than men, you're not viewing the world through like a lens of, is this true? You're viewing it through a consensus filter because you, for whatever reason, can't defend yourself or you don't have competence or confidence. And so it's not like if you're capable and you can defend yourself, you are like an intelligent person, you're asking like, is this true? And then maybe you arrive at some truths that are controversial or taboo, but you're not worried about that because you can defend yourself. You're not concerned about things like that. But weak men and women tend to think, well, is society going to get mad at me if I don't agree with these opinions? Which is why as you know, the right has lost all uh, representation in opinion curating institutions. All of the you know women tend to be thinking this way. Effeminate men tend to be thinking this way. And as you kind of break out of that and become more independent, you naturally gravitate towards being right wing. So I think it is absolutely true. So I'm not saying this to be ugly. Okay, I'm just trying to rationalize this. So they are the ones who are killing their babies in the womb. They're advocating to celebrate obesity, which will kill them. Uh, they're taking poison pokes, they, which, do the math there. Um, and they don't have any of the guns. I feel like in 20 years, the society might look much different. Yeah, we should not have too much to worry about, right? Uh, John, I agree with you. As, as a former professional athlete, I agree with you. But you do have a lot of 
you know, your Hollywood elite do take care of their bodies and they're off the reservation. So there's something else to say about them holistically. But as a subset of society, yes, 100%. But I can't help it but Miss Idris to see this picture in my mind of you with a box of tissues and a box of chocolates side by side <laughs> as your fat, overweight boyfriend just left the party for the night and you are watching and scrolling, commenting on the fit bodies on Instagram while you're both blowing snot and eating chocolate to soothe your desire for a man that's actually a man. So this is actual jealousy. This is what it looks like. They're jealous of what they cannot have. My grandmother taught my cousins this one day. Girl on girl crime means one girl sees something she envies in the other girl and then she'll attack it. And that's what this is. Mm. They envy fitness and function and structure and purpose mm -hmm. and identity. They don't have it, so they must attack it. It's funny because uh, Chad Prather asked me earlier, was this, I, but I, I did not even look, I had not even looked at who wrote the article. He said, was this written by a man or a woman? I'm like, a woman. I already know the answer to that. It's definitely a woman. Yeah, I, I would encourage anybody to really do like a deep dive into the history of like right versus left because if you look anywhere in the last 300 years, whether it's in France or Spain or Russia, every time like left wing, you know, Bolsheviks, revolutionaries, whatever, have a problem, it's never because they're like, wait a minute, this is just an unjust system. It's always like these freaks who are just miserable and mm -hmm. upset yeah. and because they can't compete in the hierarchy, they have to just tear the whole thing down. Exactly. That's why in Russia, the first thing they do is open up the prisons are like, wow, normal people don't like our ideology. Let's get a bunch of murderers and rapists mm -hmm. to come out so then they can fight for us. It's like, it's always been this way. Yeah. It's never been this whole like struggle of the working man. Even look at the aristocracy. It's like, well, we have kings and we have peasants. We have to do away with that. Now we have, you know, a free society. You still have that hierarchy. It's like, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be permanent. And, and that's what it is. It's like them rebelling against nature. That is the impulse that drives leftism is rebelling against nature. Yeah, look, misery loves company. Um, well, would it shock you? I know we got to go to break here in a second. Would it shock either of you to hear that this is the same woman that just back in March of this year, uh, she wrote an article calling uh, homeschooling dangerous and saying it should be. Do we have banned. a picture of her? Yeah, I just. I, did you look her up? Yeah, I did. Does she look like how you would expect? She looks like um, a militant Cynthia. teacher with a stick in her hand. Look at her. her the name? jawline is quite impressive. Cynthia what? Okay, all right. We're gonna, I'm going to have them pull it up, and we're going to show it after break. There she is. There she is. I found her. Okay, all right. got to go to break. We'll be right back, but we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company. Uh, it's owned by the Chinese, actually, and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which uh, it's banned in 160 countries, including China, by the way, but you can find it in your grocery aisle every day. There is a better way to shop for your meat. I want to tell you about Moink. It's Moink, Moo plus Oink, and they deliver grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, uh, Alaskan salmon directly to your door. And their farmers farm like our grandparents did, and you can taste the difference in the meat. I'm telling you because our family is a big, big Moink uh, family. My sons are obsessed with their bacon. We make their filet mignons all the time. It is the best meat you will ever have. Uh, Moink is also helping to save rural America. And um, it's look, you can get fresh quality meat better than you can get in the grocery store. And you can know that you are saving American farming. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com news. And listeners of this show will get free ground beef for a year. 
meat prices are going up. I would highly suggest that you jump on this deal. You spell it M-O-I-N-K box.com. That is moinkbox.com slash news. All right, we're going to show you that picture, but uh, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't heard yet, this Friday, this Friday, in just a couple days from now, Blaze Media is teaming up with the family leader to host the first presidential forum of the 2024 primaries. Uh, It's going to be moderated, this forum, by Tucker Carlson. It's going to be huge. This is his first public event since his departure from Fox News. And um, here's the deal. I'm going to be there. Stuberger is going to be there. Glenn Beck is going to be there, and we're going to be giving you a lot of exclusive coverage, including Glenn is going to join Tucker on stage for an interview just for our Blaze TV subscribers. So you can see the presidential forum uh, on our YouTube, but you're not going to see the interview with Tucker unless you are subscribed to Blaze TV. You can head over to blazemediasummit.com. Use code SUMMIT for $30 off. Um, I'm really excited and also kind of nervous because... I just really want to meet Tucker in person. You're gonna, so. you're gonna do great. Tucker's a great guy. He's, I know, he's I know. Really easy to talk to. You're gonna, you're gonna be amazing. I'm glad you're gonna be there. You're gonna bring some flavor. Well, to the conversation. That's what I do. So make sure blazemediasummit.com. Use code Summit to join us for that exclusive entertainment. Okay, so this woman. Going back to this woman. She does. She looks like she wears the hell out of a pantsuit. Can you not see her just being better about not getting the she fish? She looks like, like, 100%. like a transvestite George Bush. <laughs> Look at her. That's not a woman's face. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I, I don't mean that disrespectfully. <laughs> I told you the jawline's impressive. It's not my belief. It's you my, are not it's my observation. There's a that jawline. Is a strong jawline. Some good lighting. <laughs> brow ridge too is like yeah. a very masculine face. It is. Well, I mean. This might be a transgender. We don't know these days. Hey, it, hey. it really could be, Let and they just tell you. don't acknowledge it. And that camera down. We'll know quick. <laughs> I mean. Or don't, please. Or don't. God, please don't. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, this next story here. So Clinton appointed federal judge Lynn Adelman of the Eastern District of Wisconsin ordered a Milwaukee area school district to allow biological male students to use the girls' bathrooms and locker rooms. So this is the... McWanago Area School District. They previously had a policy requiring students to use, obviously, like the reasonable stance. You need to use a bathroom uh, corresponding to your biological gender. And uh, the policy was unanimously approved by the school board and enforced until an 11-year-old transgender student and his mother filed a lawsuit. Obviously, the judge sided with this transgender student and Supported the mother's notion that the uh, boy had identified as a girl since the age of three. Because that's a thing that can happen. Um, just, I have a, you, how old is your son? Three. My, I have an almost three-year-old. Yeah. Um, they can't, they can't process any, like, they're like, I pooped my pants. They, they don't, they don't know whether or not they're, so, oh, yeah. no, I, I, let me talk to you about my sexuality, mommy. That's not a, that's not no, a thing. No, it's absolutely not a thing. It's not a thing. I've got three under the age of eight. Let me tell you something. Let's go, you know, this is the, the thinking here. Let's go sexualize seven or 800 kids because one mommy, it's not the kid, it's not the kid, it's not the 11-year-old boy. Right. It's a sick, demented yes. mother. mother who is abusing her own son as a tool to get her own social virtue for the trauma that she most likely had in her life that she never healed from. Mm -hmm. We're going to rewrite the law for that one person. 
and the tail will wag the dog. And now we, our organization, have two cases in this city of boys being raped at school. Girls being raped at school. Because boys can walk into the girls' bathroom and locker room and somehow the hormonal effect in the brain of knowing, hey, Susie is next door in the stall next door. The boy all of a sudden now is going to, in his sex hormones, not be aroused. Come on, man. This is, this is asinine that in our culture, if there would be one, if you told me 15 years ago, one school would do this, I would say society will rise up against that school. Mm-mm. Well, here's what is even worse is that the judge... Um said uh, like a gender neutral bathroom was presented as an alternative and the judge said no that would be a violation of title nine yeah. how you still get to go to the bathroom you just don't get to infringe upon the all of the females yeah, right to privacy that's what it's about i know yeah. i know it's about the power. about the bathroom i know go pee under the tree for I that know. matter i know i disagree with it but technically i mean in that case i guess the judge is correct like that would be a violation of title nine because it's not equal which is why it title is nine is you get the same bathroom is equal you get you would get the same bathroom you know you the get family the restrooms in the airport family restroom in the airport where you, how is that not equal because equal. they want the same you know you need the same funding for boys and girls sports teams you need right, the it's same, the same. The same. it's the middle ground well, but that's not the same. If I'm a girl, I use the girl's bathroom. Well, you have a penis. I'm a girl. So, you you know, it's still, like, that's the thing. It's, it's like a slippery slope. I'm not saying I agree with it, but it's difficult to argue against that legally. I mean, if you've, like, conceded so much, it's like, well, I mean, at this point, what are you going to do? That's why I think the line should have been drawn many Long moons ago. ago. I agree with you, but I also, but I disagree with the yes. idea that, th- that this is, yeah. right, that this is somehow a violation well, I, of Title yeah, IX. I, I if ag- you have, take the same exact bathroom, mm-hmm. the ex- like, the exact same floor same plan, stall, same many toilets, Oh, that's same exact area. same. You're saying separate but equal for the bathroom. Yes. That's what it is. That's what we're, t- yes. I, literally, I would be that's in, how, ever, that's John, how there, we there, all there, operated I, in take society Kalia Thomas, five minutes go ago. Go have your own swim leak. Go we, swim we against the trannies. We'll give you the same amount of time, the same amount of referees. Heck, we'll stack the crowd for you. You can bring all the deplorables in to come watch you swim. I that's see what equal. you're trying to do. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not backing down. I'm, Don't back I'm down. arguably the <laughs> most not. transphobic person you've ever met. Like, I am definitely not in agreement. I'm simply saying I understand how they are using the legal tools that they've been allowed to acquire to do this. Um, I, I think that you know, like even children, adults, like this is one of the biggest problems too. This is one of the few cases where I will go to bat for women. When you see women using men's restrooms, it's kind of funny. Like I was at a concert recently and then there was a woman who came out of the men's restroom because obviously the line was too long. She had to go. It's yeah. almost like endearing. It's like, <laughs> oh, I get It's almost yeah. like a compliment in a way because she is endorsing the efficiency of the male restroom. <laughs> so she comes out and I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. But when men use the women's restroom, that's obviously wrong because women are much more vulnerable. And this is something that the trans activists never take into account. Like, with all the cases, and yes, it doesn't happen every day, but with all the cases of men going into the women's restroom and preying upon them, one of the key like points there for actually convicting those men is intent and like the burden of proof. And if you are a man in a woman's restroom, already if I'm a prosecutor or a detective, I'm like, okay, well, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. So what is your intention there? It's obviously not good. But if he has a right to be in there because he identifies a certain right. way, well, now it's much harder for me to actually prove that you were in there for nefarious purposes. And so you just keep stripping away these things, and it makes our children more and more vulnerable. Yeah, and John, it's not about every time a guy goes into a woman's bathroom that he's going to go commit an act in that bathroom. But it's a built-up... Mm-hmm emotional state, right? And at some point, some do. And so what's the argument? I always say this. Well, what's too many? 
Right. One child? Right. 50, 100? Are we willing to sacrifice one girl because we allow men and women? No, I'm not. I'm not willing to sacrifice one, not one. Not on planet Earth, not one girl where a guy who is a pedophile works his way into a woman's bathroom and abuses her once too many for me. And so we have, you're right, the, the line should have been drawn and used to be long time ago, and it's a hard line for me. There's no grace. There's no gray area in this. That's actually, that's a really good point, too, because it's not even like the alternative is better. It's not like, oh, it would just be so good if these trans people could use the bathroom, but our kids are in danger. It's like, that's not even good in itself, because then the trans people are harming themselves, whether they're trans children or trans adults. I mean, I shouldn't even be saying that word, the transvestites, because you can't be a trans person. It's not right. a real thing. <laughs> but oh. it's not helpful to enable these people. It's not, that's not, it's not no, helpful. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I just said it's going to get us banned. It's it's fine. We're it's, it's not helpful, especially to the children, to be <laughs> enabling these behaviors. I mean, it's obviously destructive. And as you both pointed out, as parents, children have no... I was always, like, exceptional academically, but yeah. I don't think I became a real person until, like, 13. You just don't have that sense of I want of you to world. have another growth moment, John, right now on this show. Oh, that's a this lot is therapy okay. right now, okay? <laughs> you said earlier, this is one of the cases where I will defend women. I need you to have... More than one time. I love, no one loves women more than me. I am but the greatest then, appreciator and respecter of defend women. Defend them. I do. Every, I wake up. That's what gets me out of bed every morning, defending women. All right. We got to take another quick break. We will, uh, we'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Naturally It's Clean. So um, if you guys, you know, you don't want to use a bunch of nasty chemicals in your house. Maybe you got pets. Maybe you got kids. I've got all of those things, and I want to make sure that I'm using something that, you know, not only smells better than those nasty chemicals, but is also made out of natural products that I can trust. That is why I use Naturally It's, it's Clean exclusively in my house. It's made with hospital-grade cleaning solutions that they're gonna smell great every time. And I say this with a lot of experience recently because my Doberman, well, we call her DD now for diarrhea dog because I don't know what she's eating, but it, she, she just can't stop having problem. Sarah, you have a zoo at home. I know. And I have found myself, I swear, it was like right after I found this company, I, I'm like, did you guys, are you guys giving my dog something to make her do this so I use your products? Joking. Because I'm using it all the time now. I'm like, wow, I'm getting a lot of use out of this. And so let me tell you, it is with great personal experience that I tell you all of their stuff works, which is great for me because I have a white rug. I don't know why I chose to do that, but it doesn't matter anymore with Naturally It's Clean. They've got this essential starter kit. It features four of their most popular products. It's one of their top-selling items that you can get right now for 15% off if you go to naturallyitsclean.com slash Sarah. These people are here. They manufacture in the USA. They support our values. They're big Blaze fans. And on top of everything, they're offering free two-day shipping. Go check them out. Support them over there at naturallyitsclean.com slash Sarah. All right, yesterday we covered this uh, Jonah Hill, Sarah Brady scandal that's going on. So Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, a surfing instructor, just released more text messages between the two of them because I guess she hadn't gotten dunked on enough. And just for reference, these texts were exchanged uh, last August, right after Hill started dating his now baby mama, who, of course, then was his girlfriend. Um, and so, John, have you, have you, are you up to speed on this? 
I have actually, there's not a story I've been following closer, Sarah, than the Jonah Hill-Sarah uh, Brady relationship drama. You're ridiculous. <laughs> well, I think that it is, it's a fascinating conversation to have. I usually have men at the table, and I think it's fascinating to hear from you guys on what you think are appropriate boundaries when you are in a romantic relationship with a woman. So um, some of these are here. She, of course, you know, dates at 8-30-2022, and um, he tells her, I know I don't need to, but in the spirit of pure respect to our friendship and appreciation for each other, I did want to be transparent that I did start dating someone recently. I'm sorry if that is painful. It just happened, and I didn't want to not be transparent with you ever, as I care about you. She said, uh, thanks for letting me know. Probably best if we don't talk for a while, and you figure out where that's headed. And I think it's it's interesting. I know we don't have much time here, so I want to go to... Um, um, if we have, I'm not sure if we have it, but she ends up saying like something like, oh, interesting. Very quickly, how you, you moved on very quickly. Oh, wow. Quick transition. And it's like, oh, I see what this is. You're upset that he moved on. And right after he has a baby with a new chick, you release all of this information to try to out him as some emotionally, she called it emotionally abusive partner. And I don't think it's emotionally abusive to tell a woman, hey, if you're going to date me, if we're going to be in a romantic relationship, please don't show your ass all over Instagram. I am very thankful that we're having this conversation. It is low self-respect. It's degrading the whole female class. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is OnlyFans galore. This is this you know, false sense of identity. This is a girl with a very low self-esteem, very low identity, highly disrespectful. If you're dating a guy and you're flaunting yourself, right? You're basically, you're basically saying I'm available to the world and let me pump up the lust factor, but I'm really faithful and loyal to you. Wink, wink, I promise. And he's saying, hey, how about we're committed to each other? And then even after the fact, he has the, the common decency yeah. to say, I don't want you to hurt emotionally right. and hear it through the grapevine right. or the Hollywood cesspool. I'm going to tell you I'm moving on. Right. But all the best to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He sounds like a, a decent guy, honestly. And again, like, it's like, I mean, that's the problem with feminism is that it's made women feel so liberated that they feel like they get in a romantic relationship and they should just continue to behave in such a sexual manner for other to men's the world, pleasure. Though. Right, for other men's pleasure. Do whatever they want. And that's why, you know, women are not in terms of describing past relationships as a general rule, reliable narrators. I mean, they will mm. art articulate anything they didn't like as emotional abuse, manipulation, yes. mm -hmm. gaslighting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. okay, uh, that's why, you know, to the young guys out there watching, just don't even entertain this stuff. You're not gonna fix that impulse. If she, yeah. for whatever reason, the failures of the men in her life have caused her to require that external validation, you're not gonna save her. Move on. You don't have enough time, you know, just go find a woman who doesn't have that. I wanted to go to bad for him, but the more of these texts I read, it seemed, and I'm proud that, you know, he's setting his own standards and things like that. It does seem like a little that. weak. It is a little, <laughs> yeah, he's using like, a lot of therapy triggering. talk. It's like, all right. All yeah, right. so I didn't appreciate that. However, it is interesting <laughs> that. Yeah, but he is, he is a Hollywood. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's what's so, interesting so about that. as much that. as you're going to get it's from a true. Hollywood. He's true. famous, very true. talented true. actor. He's made a lot of money. It's interesting how even then he comes back to really fulfillment's going to come from a family. And so he's getting settled down, yep. trying to take yes. that more yep. seriously. Yes. And if she can't meet that role, bye-bye. And then, of course, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Exactly. But Sarah, I'd argue this. The emotional abuse here was by her. By dating a woman or being married to a woman, and she's flaunting herself to the world, 
Oh, that does great for the guy's self-esteem, I promise. No, it does not. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for telling the young guys, you move on. You can't save that whale, okay? Move <laughs> on. Real. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. I want to play a video here and you tell me, is Kamala Harris actually the character from Veep? Watch. Words have many meanings and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are the children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. And the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. That's the same person. One of the least talented politicians, I think, in probably the country's history. That was the same person. That was, she, she's literally a parody. And she's just vice president. It's just Joe Biden's, you know, one our borders away. Are. It's our borders are. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.